bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about the week in reality TV. And we are back from our annual one week off of the whole year. 52 weeks in a year, we take one off. And I wanted to make this the second week in I a row. I was going to say, can we do two weeks in a row? Yeah. Ugh. We were like about to take another week off. You guys don't <laughs> even know how close we were. Um, so the... It was your birthday while we were gone. Yes. It was 4th of July. Yep. It's 900 fucking earthquakes in LA. <laughs> yeah. And we were in Wisconsin. We missed all the earthquakes. Yeah. We were in Wisconsin. Yeah. We were in Wisconsin. <laughs> we did not. I can't say I'm sorry I missed the earthquakes. And for the record, I mean, this was actually, we didn't even get last week off because we did a live podcast in Wisconsin. So this was technically supposed to be our fucking week <laughs> off because we were supposed to be able to play that live show. <sighs> but if if the venue doesn't have a, a way of recording it, it just won't work. And no. it, the same way that, you know, unfortunately it didn't work in New Orleans. Um, and I really miss, I miss Jim. I hope Jim still I listens. Know. Me Jim too. and Scott, yeah. I love miss you, Jim. Jim, send us a message if you're still listening and I'll know you're not or you are. Um, <laughs> But it didn't record. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to try and get the video tape of it. Right. Because we interviewed um, this woman named Lisa Vogel, who was she's fucking amazing. And she it, she's somebody that I, I, we she was she ran the Michigan Women's Music Festival. And if you've ever seen our YouTube video about it. Um, we, you know, I met her 10 years ago. We went in 2010 and I've wanted to spend time with her ever since. And Julie's worked for her several times. She's hired Julie and she's an amazing, amazing woman, a feminist. The interview was so thoughtful. Um, she's super sexy and, um, we couldn't be more bummed out that the yeah. recording didn't yep. work. So, yeah. um, and we also had another super funny comedian, Karen Williams, do a gay guys and her and their feelings so hopefully sometime in, you know, 2020, we'll get a hold of that <laughs> and we'll um, and we will play that that interview in the future. Um, it might be outdated because we did talk about the candidates, but um, if not, we're going to interview her again because yep. it was great. And we can just strictly we can even just talk feminism. because yep. It's so interesting. Yep. Um, now, I didn't really when people texted, I just would said, we're fine. <laughs> I didn't even get into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. And we were fine. We were. We, we didn't feel it, yeah. nor were we here. Exactly. And I, you know, and I checked on my house from the lady that's there at the Airbnb. So right. I knew pretty much, you know, and we just, and you, you know, talked to Stephanie, the dog sitter. Uh-huh. And she said everyone was fine. That yeah. There was some shaking. And um, 
But she made sure to give everyone loves and cuddles. The dogs have not really been the same. <laughs> no. They seem like they're... No. They have uh, wiling out, right? Yeah. But they were they were here for all of them. They felt all of them. They felt every every um, shake and shimmer and roll. She said the cat was the weirdest. You know, he was probably the most like connected to the earth <laughs> and like felt it and knew it was coming. And yeah, God only knows what those what they can sense and feel and right. hear and smell. What is it? I bet it smells different too to them. I hope. Well, I don't want to say this because that's that's mean. But I was going to say, I hope something bad happened to the structure they're building just outside the oh, window. Oh, I know. Me too. But then that would mean, you know, somebody could get hurt. But well, I if wish nobody it, got hurt and it just put a big crack right in the middle of the foundation, they had to spend more money. Yeah, that would have been to do it. That would have been great. Right. When we say sayonara, fuck faces. See you later, fuck faces. <laughs> Getting out of here. Getting out of here. Well, the bad news for everyone listening is that it was Julie's birthday. So um, we're going to spend the next next 15 minutes talking about presents. So if right. you're one of the people who left the review on iTunes that said, I'm taking off one star because it does they take them a minute to get into um, the politics. Right. You're going to want to um, go up to that button at the top of your <laughs> um, phone or whatever you play your podcast on, it's a has a circle on it. It right. says 15. Mm-hmm. You can bump forward 15, 15, 15, 15, 15. That's yeah. how you do it. It's a life hack. Yeah. Julie showed it to me, shockingly. Someone mm-hmm. who didn't even know uh, <laughs> that you could put search tools on, <laughs> on Google. On Google. I didn't know that. But she did teach me that hack, and I love it. I'm surprised anyone's here for the fucking politics at all. So anyway, so I get surprised. So if that if you're if that's you, then get ready to fast forward because the gifts really, really came. It was a blue wave of gifts. <laughs> yep. The blue wave finally happened and it was a blue wave of gifts. I mean, and I'll start off with the political one. OK, since um, Miranda LaRoque, um, a sweet little um, baby angel. She looks quite young. Um Sent us two coffee mugs, uh-huh. one for me yeah. with the poo emoji on it, <laughs> and which is why I drink coffee. To poo. Yeah, that's yeah. the reason, mm-hmm. the sole reason. Right. I'm not like, I just can't wake up without my first cup of coffee. It right. doesn't even really work anymore for that. It's probably just one of those things that becomes like morning coffee. That's what I do to wake up. Yeah. But then you can... You can wake up in other ways. Yeah, you can switch to tea. Uh Or you can stretch. (laughs) Or work out. Or maybe not put stuff in your face. Yeah. um, But that's true. But I know that if we go work out, we're going to need that coffee. (laughs) I know that. Um, So she sent two coffee mugs. Um, The real treat. The real treat. Now, oh, and the other one said yours. Jesus and coffee. Yes, which Julie, she loves it. Miranda, she loves it. Yeah. she oh she's 21 um she's from new hampshire and she said that she's been struggling um she has two jobs Uh uh-huh and so she listens to the podcast during her two jobs which is so great and she said she's been um struggling with her sexuality for a while she said mostly because she doesn't have any good role models and she said, Julie has really inspired me with her humor and confidence. It has made a world of difference and allowed me to be myself. Well, that's nice. And Brandy, your humor about the current state of the world has helped me, has helped my anxiety immensely. 
In fact, the podcast has helped my ADD brain understand the news a bit better. Now I can hate Mitch McConnell even more. <laughs> Which brings us to the gift that she sent. You tell him, yeah, meow, and read the, the post-it to the front. It says, here's the tea of the century. I paid $1 for this at the dollar store. I died when I found it, and I knew you needed it. <laughs> Down with Mitch McConnell, and it's Mitch McConnell's memoir called The Long Game. The long I mean, game. And he sure has played the long game. He sure has. He's played the long con. You've been looking for Trump's long con. You've been looking for Putin's. It was Mitch McConnell's all along. I mean, and he, I mean, it's the whole, I try, I started to read it out loud. <sighs> and then it was like, oh, God, he is just in suff. So cute, um, Miranda. So, so cute. Yeah, this um, is great. I love it. I would probably like call you like Randa or Rand um, <laughs> if I saw you when when I see you in person, because now we know exactly what you look like and we know how to recognize you. And that is what these pictures for, for, are for. She sent her pictures for the drug den. And I want to say bitch sent two different photos to choose from one in front of the White House and one with a fucking beluga whale. And she sent two different sizes. Right. Now, that is the move, honey, that. because this billboard, I mean, this bulletin board <laughs> is crowded. It is very crowded. We're going to have to get another another addition. Yeah. Um, some people that have dropped off the Patreon are probably going to come down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 but the, the billboard isn't just for Patreon members. No. But um, but, you know, when we're making room. That's going to that's going to happen. <laughs> so um, um, I don't we don't even see when people stop their Patreon. Really, it was a pure accident. And I just took it as a sign from God. I was like, right. you know what? But if people don't have money, um, you know, and maybe some people really are just here for the politics and the Patreon can be who knows now. OK, that was Miranda. Thank you, Miranda. Yeah, thank you. That was great. Um, Laura Miller. Uh, let me see that. She sent a Trump eight ball. Now, not a, not a, you know, not Trump's cocaine, yeah, eight ball. Oh, God. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> you know? Because, you know, Trump cocaine. Yeah, right? Trump blow. Trump blow. Oh, Trump blow. Trump blow. That's what it was. Trump blow. Yeah. So it's an eight ball. It is white, though. It's it white. Is, it is. <laughs> Laura, you know, she was the queen of Baltober. It's electric. 100% right. Well, you didn't ask it a question, Meow Meow. Oh, okay. Let's ask it a question. Um, wait, wait. Okay, let's ask it a question. Are we going to get any more Patreon members from today's podcast? Okay. I'm shaking it. I have absolutely no doubt. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's great. That's great. And she's keeping with her ball theme. Yes. Yes, because it's an, an eight ball. So mm -hmm. thank you, L Laura. Yeah, thank you. It's great. Laura, I think I might have said Miller. Did I say Miller or Muller? I'm not sure. It's Muller, like the Muller motherfucking report. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to read this card. Hello and happy birthday to my American faves. Hope you're both well. Congrats for all the recent success killing the game. I've tried to get all my pals to sign up. But I'm not going to lie. None of them have. So, so's. She wrote so's. I'm going to steal that. Anyway, I'm in the middle of my own mental breakdown. So I'm going to get back to that. Love and shit. And Dione. <laughs> she is so fucking major in yeah, our lives. Yeah. We, it feels like Andione like lives in America. I know. She feels so close. Yeah. 
She's close to our hearts. Her picture remains on the motherfucking bulletin board, uh-huh. as does Harry's. They were the first to go up. That's <laughs> yeah. her horse. Yep. And she sent um, all kinds of birthday treats. Yeah. Cute little cards. Andione, I love I love the card you sent. It was it's had a black envelope covered in gold stars, which I love that. I love black and gold. And the card is white. I love white and gold, too. It says, a wise woman once said, fuck this shit. And she lived happily ever after. So... She's the business and she's the poo. So take a fucking big whiff, everyone. We love her. Thank you, Andione. Um, well, another queen who constantly is giving. Constantly. I mean, these there's two queens. It's so Julie Lang sent a huge box, and inside of it were snacks galore. There were ramen noodles doritos sharpies there was travel jack daniels like uh, there was an apple charger web stickers that you could already put drank on the- some of those jack daniels julie <laughs> <laughs> like a sticker like what like a sticker you put over your um you know laptop camera because she knew julie was using a sticker from like like um <laughs> wait like a kombucha i feel like it was a sticker I off of put a- it i took it off something else yeah for a kombucha right I think you like opened. probably yeah yeah and then I just put it on there uh-huh. um, mac and cheese cheese it's I mean now it's not just a box of cheese it's it's we took a photo from, actually we should post it on the Patreon okay, okay. it's okay. we took a photo Julie of the wrapped presents on top of the 10 or 11 cheese it's boxes <laughs> and I'm so janky and selfish that I only let the dog babysitter <laughs> Stephanie have <laughs> Cheez-Its we'd already opened. I put Cheez-Its and Doritos out there of because by the way, uh, just a side note, ja- it was Jamie Voss, not ja- Jason Moss, mm-hmm. who sent the gigantic yeah. um box, the hilarious record breaking yeah. yeah. um box of treats. Yeah. So I only put out Doritos we'd already opened yeah. and Cheez-Its we'd already opened <laughs> for Stephanie. So um I was like, you may have some of these treats while we were gone. We were gone, Stephanie. And she was like, thank you. That's what she wrote on the note. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I mean, and she gave cash, which is incredible. The gift that never gets old. It never goes wrong. It's always goes so right. And it was used. It was used. And it put it to good use. So thank you. Yeah, it was really sweet, Julie. Really, really sweet. And um She's so thoughtful with birthdays and she loves birthdays. And we were at, we did our live show in Portland. No, mm-hmm. oh. Seattle uh-huh. on her big birthday. Oh, she had a big birthday and she said she loves birthdays. Oh, so, um, you know, I always remember now. I don't remember the date was, I think it was like December 2nd or 3rd or something. So, um, anyway, happy birthday, Julie from back then. We said it to you then, but <laughs> and happy birthday to you. Meow, meow. Thank you. And um, Angie Knox. Angie Knox. I mean, Angie. Also known as Angel Knox. Angel Knox (laughs) giving. uh, It's just she's she's always just so it's just I just couldn't uh, like gift card galore. Starbucks. Uh, By the way, a couple of them went in my wallet. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. Uber Target. Like every single awesome thing you could want to get. You know what I mean? Um, which is basically like giving cash too. That's right. The Uber gift card is so fucking money yeah. that I literally put it in my notes section of my phone. Like I was like, this is the best gift to give 
anyone yeah literally because everyone needs it everyone yeah and instead of like like for example like my agents and whoever that like suck to give gifts to i usually now the thing is you can try and get i've bought before when i want to get expensive gifts i've bought like bottles of dom off like Mm -hmm. craigslist because people will get them and then sell them right um so i've but it's too too much work but the thing is they'll think you spent a hundred when you really only spent you know whatever but um now i'm just going to give people who drink uber cards yeah and even if i you know just give them whatever if i can just give them 50 or 25 it's so money it's amazing um she she gave us coffee and there was a drug tool like oh my god we were talking about drug tools yep about having the opened up paper clip yep (laughs) and um it goes across the board i don't care what drugs you do that's right scrape 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 yeah scrape 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 (laughs) yeah you need it for anything so that's you know what i mean um a, a charger sour patch kids my favorite and um notepads again just like chock full of notepads with our and by the way and that's the other thing the coffee mug with our picture on it yeah the coffee mug you designed and the notepads that's our favorite although yep. i i mean i really use that folder all the time yeah. too i love the folder yeah, too the folder's awesome so um we, i was so happy to get more I love yeah. that it's mine too. I'm like, yeah. I'm so thrilled to get more notes. You're like, um, but yeah. So we love, cause we love those notepads. Yeah, absolutely. So that was great. Thank you, Angie. Um, and we'll be giving you. Johnny the gift that you sent for Christmas, um, this coming week. Cause his birthday is this week <laughs> and we're going right. to take it to him and give it to him for his birthday from you. And <laughs> literally. So, um, that's, it's still wrapped. Um, the box is banged up. Yeah. It's been through some shit. <laughs> it has now switched cars from Julie's to mine. Uh-huh. So we can be sure to give it to Johnny now. Right. Because God knows. At this point, Julie probably lost that somewhere in WeHo and it got back <laughs> delivered here at, knowing her. So thank you so much, Ange and, and Julie. Mm-hmm. For I mean, they have to go together because... Because those were really the the big big those big, were big big ones those that you were opened big. on your and birthday. Thank you so much. Like it really, I really appreciate it. All right, now it's time for I have the shit storm. You take some shit, put it up on the wall, check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some buck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All right. So this week, the eye of the shitstorm hovered right over the southern border of America. And if we're being honest, there's been a shitstorm raging there for the last 40 fucking years. And it's the worst it's ever been since Trump took office. And why is anyone even surprised? This is the issue he ran on. He got elected on this. Building the wall, keeping illegal immigrants from coming here, and getting rid of the ones who are here now. Well, so far, all he's done is facilitate the torture, abuse, and sometimes death of those immigrants. Correct. Um... And speaking of correct, I never know the correct way to use ironic, but there must be some (laughs) irony in the fact that his current wife is a fucking immigrant and his first wife and the mother of three of his children. Yes. Correct. Immigrant. Correct. Correct. That is ironic. I don't even know. They are and came and did the whole thing with chain migration. What's her name? Melania. Exactly. She brought her whole family here. Ivanka probably did too. Although. Ivana. I mean, Ivana. Every time. I I don't want to be associated (laughs) No, wait, that's not my own daughter. Yes, yes, that's right. Ivanka, me, Ivana. She probably did too. I mean, it's just like, they're, they're such hypocrites and Beyond. liars. Now, 
if you haven't heard the the border detention facilities where they're holding you know all the people who attempt to cross the border who need asylum um who come here you know for a better life or are being murdered or raped or killed are basically unregulated prisons that house children and adults so prisoners on death row and terrorists are treated better than these people, literally. So while it's easy to, you know, bury our heads in the sand about it and say, well, these people voluntarily chose to be in these conditions, which are probably preferable to them than certain death in their own countries. The truth is, when you really look at it and really force yourself to look at it and not just in a Twitter virtue signally kind of way, it is fucking appalling and it's sad. Yeah. It really is. It's so goddamn intense. And it's a lot like the homeless epidemic, which is also easy to avoid because it's so hard to look at. No one is more insensitive than me. I can shut down and ignore anything. I literally pray for more empathy. I pray. I pray. I say, please, um, dear Jesus, please let me feel empathy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, these are human fucking beings. Like, just like us, Mm-hmm. We are one bad turn of events from being in their shoes. Yep. We are one bad turn of events. Julie and I lost a fucking passport in China. Yep. Uh, we also lost all of our money. So yep. we could we could either be on the mercy of the fucking country of, of China or we could be on the fucking mercy of. What is it? A continent? <laughs> no, Asia. OK. <laughs> or we could be on the mercy of, um, you know, of homeless shelter here. Absolutely. I mean, when you are on the brink of not knowing where your next dollar is coming from and you think like, wow, I'm going to have to go. What am I going to do? I don't have any resources, choices. Will anyone help me? And no, apparently no one wants to help you. And I don't know if it's because of the homeless epidemic or what, but this seeing these people, it's it, it, it just it's like we can't treat human being we because of um facebook yes we've lost the ability to like to really relate to other human beings as just human beings right well especially with (laughs) facebook well and nationalism (laughs) and when people that's why i can't stand usa 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 we're number one we're number one and that whole thing that trump is doing and people wearing those maga hats it makes me feel is like fireworks at the football game because when you're number one and you feel like you're doing everything for, you know, our country or our neighborhood or gangs and neighborhoods or whatever it is. Now you feel like anyone who lives anywhere else is different than you, but they're not. They're just human beings. So what does it matter where they live or whatever? Obviously, not everyone can just, you know, we have laws and taxes and money and you need to whatever. But when people are being murdered or and it could be you, don't you want to be treated with respect and care and sanita- sanitationally. And well, I mean, they don't do that to prisoners. And if that's right. what they are, I mean, it's just, I mean, honestly, straight up motherfucking terrorists right. are treated better. It's yeah, just it's, true when they're detained. It's, yeah. It's so, just, um, okay. It's just so fucked up. So last week, the House of Representatives signed a bill to send $4.6 billion in emergency aid down to the border, where the conditions in the detention centers are so horrific that it's become a humanitarian health crisis. But, of course, the drama doesn't stop there. Apparently, the Gang of Four, which is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and Ayanna Presley, who are very liberal Democrats in the House of Representatives, voted against the bill and then came for Nance Pelosi, who is the Speaker of the House, and not to be fucked with. She is not to be fucked with. And they 
I guess they're just in their little war. Yeah. It's the youngins coming for the oldins. So the they did end up passing the bill, which was um, it's a bipartisan bill ish that came from the Senate. Mm-hmm. And Nancy Pelosi had a lot of pressure to pass the bill and get her her homies to get the Democrats because the Democrats right. rule the House. Republicans yep. rule the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, the it, it had no money for a wall. Right. So the problem now, Nancy Pelosi got all the homies except for those four girls. Right. And if you're new to the podcast or new to politics, Nancy Pelosi has been in politics um, since before you were born, for a fact. And um, <laughs> 40 years. Of, I mean, and at she least. at least she's 79. Yep. And she's the most powerful uh, woman in the world, period, yep. Yep. because she's second in line to the presidency yep. um, or she's third. She was one of the first people to fight for AIDS in the Congress. So just saying like in 1984, she was out there talking yeah. about AIDS. So, you know what I mean? Like, let's not. She's let's the speaker just... of the House. And if Mike Pence and Donald Trump die in a plane crash, she's president. Yeah. Um, and she's not going to listen to four freshman representatives in diapers. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. And yeah, Mitch McConnell is evil and is the devil. But at a certain point, you got to get these fucking people money. Yes. And if there's no money for a wall and there's all money for the military, they're saying that includes all this money for the military. Um, you know, so be it. Right. There's 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 compromise that you have to make in order to make the government do anything. So it's like uh, those four. It was like, oh, there's not enough protection for child abuse. There's not enough protection for um, what happens if like a detention center goes against the rules. They have no there's nothing's going to happen to them. We need to put all of these things in place. We can't just be told what to do by Mitch McConnell. And it's like they don't have toothbrushes. So. Yeah, maybe it's not the best thing to get money to the military, but maybe like you need to just quickly help these people now. You have to. It's they're they're and, getting diseases. Right. And like also Mitch McConnell might be running the Senate and I get that. Nobody hates him more than us. And by the way, we invented the whole narrative of hating him. We literally invented that here on this <laughs> podcast. Believe it. And we also said Nance Pelosi needs to start name checking Mitch McConnell, Every which day. she is doing. Yep. But there are I don't know. Um 40 something or 30 something Democrats over there. And there's, you know, the Senate minority leader is a Democrat. And it's like he does has to do a lot of work. Chuck Schumer, he does bug. He does cry. <laughs> He's no Nance Pelosi. But at no. the end of the day, she has to work with him. And when he gets right. these fucking Republicans to do anything, he needs their support. Yeah. You have to compromise. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to play this clip from AOC to? Yes, I do. So we want you guys. I mean, we don't just want to come for because we know these girls do a lot of work and they do get they are out out there on Twitter and on the news and shit and they are getting getting these important, you know, words out and the messages out. Right. So we we don't want to just come for them, but we will always stand up for Nance Pelosi, yes. period, um, because we're smart. But we're going to let you hear, you know, AOC has valid points. Yeah, well, it's that she does have valid points. And it's like when I, I always think of the when I fought with my dad about medical animal testing, it was like I'm a kid and if, yes, it's wrong, but then again, it's like until now, of course, this was in the 80s. So now things are better. But you don't, if you don't need to do it, blah, blah, blah. and he's like, AIDS, cancer, what are we going to do? Like, we got to figure it out. And it, so it's like the young person is saying like, but this is wrong. This is wrong. We can't. And then the older person's like, yeah, but these things, there's things that have to be done and shitty things have to be done in order for the greater good to be done. And it's certainly in this case, the greater good has to be done. Yeah. 
That's right, Leon. You were right, Leon. I'm sorry you had to argue with your teenage daughter. Oh, I cried. Teenagers are annoying. I know. It's sad. Congresswoman, thanks for joining us. You tweeted, quote, under no circumstances should the House vote for a McConnell-only bill with no negotiation with Democrats. Hell no. That's an abdication of power we should refuse to accept. They will keep hurting kids if we do. Those are strong words against Speaker Pelosi. And, and that bill, as you know, passed 84 to 8 in the Senate. A lot of liberal Democrats voted for it. Explain why you're taking such a strong stance here. Because, uh, you know, Jake, this is an issue not just of the substance of the bill, but also the process of how we got here. We passed a House version of this bill, which had far more humanitarian provisions and and accountability for the facilities that are abusing kids at our border. And Mitch McConnell immediately smacked it down in order to pass and ram through a Senate bill that has an enormous amount of funding for military, as well as no guardrails and no accountability for facilities that are abusing our kids. So that's the bill that's in front of us here in front of the House. However, we didn't even bother to negotiate. There are House amendments. We could have negotiated it in. We could have conferenced. We could have tried to get amendments in to get humanitarian provisions put in, to get consequences for facilities that abuse kids in. And instead, what we're doing is that we're immediately going to just saying yes to what got passed out of the Senate. And these are two completely different dynamics. The Senate, you have a minority Democratic Party there. And here, we are the House of Representatives, and we are a House majority, and we need to act like it. The problem right now, and the question at hand right now, is that Mitch McConnell sent us a bill, and we're just putting a big check mark on it instead of even trying to negotiate. I have indicated that I'm willing to stay here. I don't need to go home on vacation. It's 4th of July. Home to July 4th weekend. I will stay right. here all weekend to make sure that we get this thing done. And instead, what Mitch McConnell is doing but is that's that he's one- relying on the time pressure of recent to try to ram through a bill that is completely irresponsible to the American people and to those kids on the border. It's one more weekend, though, that these kids are covered in filth. Human adults, you know, can't lay down. There's no room to lay down. They're they're crowded into these things where they literally cannot lay down. Um, They're so crowded in some of the rooms where there might even just be waiting to go to the final area. They're standing up for hours and hours and hours and hours because there's not even room to even for anyone to kneel down because right. it's so, uh, you know, and so we're going to wait another weekend. Right. Exactly. They can't wait anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. They cannot wait. And it's like there's a part of me, too, and I like all of them for the most part, except Ilhan Omar, who didn't yeah. want to come on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and blew us off. But I know that they can't handle that dad told them what to do yep you could she sounds like a fucking angry teenager yes so there is and granted mitch mcconnell is the worst dad that ever lived so you can now you're triply you can't even believe that he fucking got his way so you cannot sleep oh, at and night he's smug right, of course and like get away little girls and right. he's condescending all of it. absolutely and nance pelos can't take it either believe me right but nance pelos knows that the only way to get anything done is to compromise and work with that shitty dad and fucking get it done. Yeah, and Nance Pelosi walks around like, nobody fucks with me, and she keeps her head held high and is like, keep it going, sister. Like, we keep it pushing, bitch. On to the next, on to the next. Yeah. Um, 
So Nance Pelosi, we, this is supposed to be a short segment and it wasn't. Sorry, this episode is so long. <laughs> um, all these people, um, Nance Pelosi went and did an interview with New York Times and said, all these people have their public whatever and their Twitter world, but they didn't have any following. They, they're four people and that's how many vote they got votes they got. Right. That's the thing. You had four votes. You didn't have 5,000 followers come in and you know vote too yeah you guys had it that's it and you didn't get anyone in and you couldn't even get anyone else in the house of representatives to vote with you right. you so then nancy pelosi said that they made themselves you know they were not even a part of the process because they right. voted against it and right. that will be on their record yes now good luck to you when you try to run for president 20 fucking years from now like joe fucking biden and that's all on your record honey just like when we fucking drag bernie sanders for voting no on the fucking right you can't do that, dude. You're trying to, you're just like Bernie Sanders. Yes. You're trying to make some point and nothing's ever good enough for you and your right. record is going to come back and haunt you and I right. really can't wait. I really cannot wait. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to be sitting here old as dirt being like, I remember that. Those bitches <laughs> thought they were going to be cute and we're going to be those people who knew about every single fucking bill. She should have voted with them, but now she can't be president and she has to go work at the Library of Congress. Yeah, and everyone's going to be like, no one cares what you guys that just your lawn jockeys yeah because we're gonna right. be lawn jockeys yeah well and then so then read what what uh, so yeah. that public whatever is called uh, so so a alexandria ocasio-cortez then um responded to nance pelosi on, on, on twitter. twitter yeah and on twitter she said that public whatever is called public sentiment i find it strange when members act as though social media isn't important I haven't dialed for dollars once this year and have more time to do my actual job, yet we'd rather campaign like it's 2008. And then Pelosi said, we have to have a solution, not just a Twitter fight. And it's like, yeah, you're still trying to come for me on Twitter, bitch, and this ain't campaigning. Right. This isn't fundraising. Right. This isn't. This isn't fundraising. And I guess, yeah, you're going to go. And you are really going to talk about dialing for dollars when Nancy Pelosi is the biggest fundraiser and best of all time? Right. It's, it's, it's. It's just girl, 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 girl. All right. So we're going to continue this terrible <laughs> discrimination uh -oh. conversation because now it's time for border security skew. This segment is called Time for Skew, and it's when a live person teaches us something. And today, our professor for the day is Greg Garino Jr. Greg <laughs> is one of our 14 listeners, and he's part of our Patreon family. But more importantly, he is our friend, like our actual friend. <laughs> we fucking love Greg. And if you've been listening for a while, then you probably know him because he gave his gay feelings live at our show in New Orleans. And he took us to immigration skier last summer. Because that's how long this nightmare has been fucking going on. Yep. And no one should be surprised that in the past year, the shit at the border has gotten even worse. 
And we have questions, a lot of questions. And lucky for us, Greg is an immigration lawyer in Houston, Texas. So he's got answers, girl. He sure does. Now, <laughs> just in case you don't remember or just don't motherfucking care, here's a quick recap. Last summer, Trump and his then attorney general, uh, Jeff Sessions, enacted a zero tolerance policy for people illegally crossing the border, meaning that they are immediately apprehended and put into detention facilities. If they have a child with them, that child is taken from them, no matter how young they are, and put into a separate detention facility. Uh, over the last year, the conditions in the detention centers have gotten progressively worse, um, and they started off shitty to begin with. There was babies with no one to take care of them except for other kids in the cell. Those weird foil fucking blankets. Oh, that was as I had this for you. Blah, blah, blah. But now um, we find out there's terrible overcrowding to the point where there will be. I literally saw a picture of 80 grown men standing in a room with the capacity for 40 men. Yeah, like ramrod. Yeah, shoulder to sh Exactly. Um, shoulder to shoulder. It was beyond and then we're hearing reports that the kids aren't allowed to brush their teeth and don't let me get around a kid who hasn't brushed its teeth i'll <laughs> fucking throw up and they're not even allowed to shower and they don't let pictures um or video or anything be taken inside the facilities so anything we've seen supposedly is leaked but people who have gone in to tour the facilities particularly the ones in south texas which are going to be somewhat near greg um they've come out fucking horrified the stench from the kids is supposedly so bad that it makes visitors clothes smell oh my god like can you even no, i can't so here to hold our hand and walk us through the scary facts about border security school is our professor for the day greg garino jr hey greg, hey, greg. hey guys how are y'all counselor hello counselor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> greg is in the Esquire. top top 10 um probably smartest listeners that we have yeah absolutely um and he definitely transcended into our actual real friend yeah. i don't know that julie really hit that point hard enough that greg's like our real friend <laughs> friends that party together remain friends okay <laughs> and friends that don't stop being our friend okay so um greg now i t emailed you because i have like i'm watching this shit on the news and i have these like questions so I think the most important thing, the first thing I want to know is if if they get put into a room with 80 men, can they simply go, I, 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 I changed my mind? Like, is there, can they leave, can they voluntarily leave and go back to their home country? So the thing about that is if they say they want to go back, in my opinion, what the CBP would do so they want to get their their fingerprints done and they want to get it in the system to show that they had an illegal entry at, at this time right so if they leave and they have to come back later then it shows that they have one previous illegal entry so they probably they probably would hold them from processing them and getting them through uh, but eventually you can get out if you if you really want to get out but i was, would assume that they would hold them a little bit longer in order to process that illegal entry that they have. And is every entry illegal? Like, even if you simply walk up with your child and you're like, I am seeking asylum, you have now done tried to do an illegal entry? You're entering without papers, without being admitted. So um, basically, you can either come to the border and seek asylum and give yourself up, or you can go through not the port of entry, so in between them, and cross the river and most of the people that are in these shelters in texas especially are crossing the border 
and then giving themselves up after they cross the border without like going through the river, not through the ports of entry, but they're still giving themselves up. Why are they not just going to the ports of entry? Because are the ports of entry closed? Because for a while they were closed, I thought. Right. So there's a, a huge like uproar about the ports of entry being either blocked off or closed. Um, so it's a it's a process called metering that the acting Department of Homeland Security secretary has called has dubbed this metering. And basically they go the CBP officers and um, even sorry, someone's like coming in my <laughs> office. Fucking Greg has a job. And I mean, we couldn't even get this together. That's okay. Um, <laughs> Okay, so uh, uh, no, there's another a- person that's not going to have a lawyer now because of us. We're we're part of the problem. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, so basically, they uh, have either military troops or CBP agents or Texas state troopers in in what Trump calls an act of force, a showing of force, and they're literally blocking the bridges so that people cannot go and reach the actual port of entry, and so uh, they want them to get on a quote-unquote list and, th- and go back to Mexico and, s- and sit there and wait in these shelters or in these border towns that are already riddled with people that extort others or assault people or kidnap others. Um, yeah, that's where it- we go always get our drugs, and it is so dangerous. Like Tijuana, <laughs> yeah. it is so fucking dangerous there. I mean, it's really bad. And they, they use these lists, and it's not even, it's not like the American... CBP officers or some sort of American soldier or government official is doing these lists. It's actually like a random private business person from Mexico or part of the government officials of Mexico uh, that are like the link between the governments of Mexico and then the U.S. CBP officers. Like they're even using like WhatsApp to literally like text the CBT officer or leave a voice note to the CBT officer. I mean, like, hey, Perry. Yeah. We got yeah. And they're like, hey, here. you know, send What's us, up? send us four, send us four people or four families, you know? So is that a contracted business? Like, is somebody making money on that? I'm assuming that the people in Mexico were making money off yeah. of it. It's really bad because what they also do, and there's multiple reports of, um, especially from human, human rights first, which is a human rights organization, and then another human rights organization. They state that basically the that in-between person or even government officials will will literally extort the people, the people trying to get into America while they're in Mexico. They extort them and say, "Oh, you know, you need X amount of you need to pay us X amount of money to get on this list." Or some cities say that you have to be you have to have legal status in Mexico currently to be on the list. They're all kind of different in different um, border towns. First, walk us through, and I know if you guys want to listen, last year it was um, the June 19th episode. It's called Immigration Skew. I know I don't remember. Do you? I mean, that's the reason school is 100 years long, because you don't remember the shit. But walk us through exactly how the process goes for let's take that girl that everybody saw she was a young girl she had a little girl with her they were put against the car or whatever oh yeah so they go they go in between the ports of entry now they've crossed the border illegally but they're seeking asylum then they go and give themselves up they say seeking asylum what happens to that woman and that child and let's do it in now terms because now we know the child won't brush its teeth it couldn't have anyway it was only two or something but so now 
they would have to, especially, and, and that's why people are, these lists are causing people to go through the non-ports of entry, so in between, like, at the river, like the girl and the, and the mom. Uh, so they would be apprehended by um, the Border Patrol officers, and then they'd be taken to a makeshift, makeshift shelter if they could get in right now. I don't really know the process of, of whether they're you know, immediately putting them in there or not, but they're go- they go to the shelter. Kids are only supposed to be there for 72 hours, and so right now, struck all this media attention is that some attorneys basically have put up a stink and told everyone in the media about uh, how sick all these children are, how overcrowded it is, how they're saving their the bottled water for formula because the running water at these places tastes like bleach. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no medical care. There's no clean clothes. There's no sanitation. There's multiple. And these are reputable attorneys that I know personally who have made these reports talking about how there's just feces all over the children or mucus all over the children. And, Ew. And they're all um, so sick that they're not even responding. You know, usually kids will cry um, if they're sick and respond. Uh, but these kids are so sick that they just kind of lie there. And it's, So it got so bad wow. that eventually they made all these reports. And that's what y'all are, everyone's seeing in the media right now. So would they go to that makeshift facility for how long? Like a few days? Well, you're supposed to only be there for up to 72 hours. Well, especially because she has a child. And the children, there's the Flores Settlement Agreement, which makes it illegal for the United States to hold, to hold children more than 72 hours. Uh, however, right now, we're seeing children being held up to a month mm. and adults being held up held there for up to, like, a couple months. Uh, I know some some personal attorney friends have gone down to not necessarily the temporary shelters that the media is talking about, but kind of more towards, like, Harlingen. And they've interviewed children... We've waited up to like a month. Okay, so they're only before. supposed to be there three days. Then what? Where do they go after that? They're they get a court date and they're released. Is that what it was? I can't remember. So um, if it's an unaccompanied child, after that they get put into a shelter um, that are throughout all different cities in the United States, uh, and that's run by the um, Department of Health and Human Services. And then uh, they're there. Um, department is also trying to reunify them with either a, a family friend or a family member that's already in the United States. So that, that be somebody, either someone who's like 17 who went themselves, or is that somebody who their mom just said, walk o- across there? Is that? Either or, yeah. Okay. It's either, either or. Uh, the, the adults usually have a credible fear interview to make sure that they're they do have a credible fear of returning to their home country for asylum. And so once you pass that, then you typically go to a detention center that's all around the United States. The problem with what's going on now and what you're reading and everything is they're all talking about how these temporary shelters are overcrowded and not sanitary, but, but they don't talk about how they eventually get transferred to an ICE detention center. Now, if those are two, if those, if those people aren't bonding out and the judges aren't granting them bonds, there's no beds for anybody. So like lately when I've gone to court, I feel like the judges are cracking down on bond and not really giving bond like they would maybe in the previous administration would have give give bond. Um, And so now there's, they're just clogging it all up. So there's nowhere for them to go. So they're not, they're not letting them go to with a court date. They're making them stay then. 
in those facilities? Right. So they're not. So basically, in, the things that you're seeing in the media in those facilities, they're not. They don't have court dates yet because they're not even processed yet. But then what if so they're literally waiting there to be processed? And mm-hmm. once they're processed, then the government issues a notice to appear, which is your court date. And then you're just released into the. And then you're either you're either released to the normal detention centers or you're, you're bonded out. And then what is the normal detention center like? Uh, those are more like jails. Um, I mean, they're run by private Right, companies. like Trump, Trump companies that make money on those now. Right. The adults are wearing, um, you know, orange jumpsuits and they can't go anywhere alone or anything. But And so it's... And are those the ones You know, where, it's more jail-like, but they're actually given, you know, they have food and clothes and... And are those um, the ones where they don't have beds now? Or those are getting overcrowded too? Yeah, those are getting overcrowded because the judges aren't letting anyone out for bond, on, on bond. And get letting out on bond means you can go and live and... Come back and do your court date. Just live, okay. Right. Ugh. So you're not, you're not a flight risk or a danger to society, and you pay a certain amount of money, which is thousands and thousands of dollars you know saying that you'll come back to your court dates the overcrowding of the condition and the conditions that are that you're seeing right now um is a is a major huge problem that needed to be addressed and fixed immediately even the cdc official even said that short-term holding facilities weren't designed to hold vulnerable populations and that they urgently needed humanitarian aids and aid and funding to manage the crisis then, they're all, they're uh, all like passing disease back and forth. They're just, yeah, I mean, it literally is, literally is gross. And yeah, and disgusting. And even, so even the Office of the Inspector General, who's the overseer of the Department of Homeland Security and making sure that they're um, complying with all the guidelines, like she, she went in there and just they just released the report. I don't know if the public can see it. I think so. But uh, I read the report. She, she basically goes through, and it's literally, the title is Management Alert, DHS Needs to Address Dangerous Overcrowding and Prolonged Detention of Children and Adults in the Rio Grande Valley. And that's, um, and that's Trump's appointed inspector general, right? Or is she always there or something? With the, I don't know who she's, I don't know who she was appointed by, but it says she's acting inspector general. Oh, acting. I'm sure everyone is acting, probably because he didn't appoint her, but he didn't want to officially right. appoint her. But, right. <laughs> yeah. um, well, um, we're going to play this clip, um, and I'm sure you've seen it, but um, of, did you, uh, we're not sure who this bitch is, but she's some, I don't think she's the inspector general. I don't know. She's this, it's this court, it's a clip from a court, uh, hearing of some sort where she went before three judges she's somehow affiliated it says trump's lawyer arguing against toothbrushes for child yeah, yeah. so yes. her name is sarah oh fabian okay so we just want to play this clip because it's so goddamn genius and it's the whole thing is great like the whole so she's sitting <sighs> in front she's she's arguing in front of three judges but one of the judges is um judge wallace takashimi and um so there's there's the other two, but we we took this particular moment because he just he just sort of stopped the presses. Yeah, here. but all three of them are great. And yeah. and go on anyone go on YouTube. It was uh, the Young Turks posted it, but it's um fun just to sit there and watch. And plus, you can get yeah. an idea of like what Greg goes through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. lawyers, <laughs> see if you can hear this. Granted that the decree you know doesn't have a list of items that has to be supplied in order to be sanitary. Uh, What's a reasonable, in your eyes, what's a reasonable uh, 
definition of sanitary that the court could enforce? Well, I think what I would ask is, uh, what I would say is the court, I would ask that the court find that that the conditions were not safe and sanitary. What the court found is these things fall within that category, and by not providing them, that's an automatic breach of the agreement. Well, and not, I don't know if it's automatic, but to me it's more like, as Judge Fletcher said, it's within everybody's common understanding that, you know, if you don't have a toothbrush, if you don't have soap, if you don't have a blanket, it's not safe and sanitary. Well, wouldn't everybody agree to that? You, do you agree to that? Well, I, I think it's... I think those are, there's fair reason to find that those things may be part of safety. No, maybe are a part. What do you say, maybe? You mean there are circumstances where a person doesn't need to have a toothbrush, toothpaste, and soap for days? Well, I think in CBP custody, there's frequent, it's frequently intended to be much shorter term. So it may be that for a shorter term stay in CBP custody, that some of those things may not be required. Yeah, but I, okay. Yeah, and 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 um why are they not being uh, able beca because it's so crowded is that why they can't just be there for 3 days and then move through because they're the the whole um, system is congested? Cuz when you right, talk yes. when you talk to us in January at the live show, um that is I think what you were talking about was how how bogged down it's gotten. Right, that was about how the dockets are backed up for the actual cases, for the hearings okay. in the immigration courts. I think it's a testament to the administration of not letting people out who are not flight risk, who are not a danger to society. And now they're stuck with everyone being jammed in there at the, at the border. So if they're not letting people out in the regular detention facilities, then there's just nowhere to put them. Or they need to let them out they need to. They really need what they need to do. And I just saw today that they requested a thousand National Guard troops or whatever. Instead of troops, they need people in those in those facilities that are literally churning out the the processing times and churning out what they need to do to process the people, like fingerprinting, medical exam, and typing everything out in there. And they're all government employees who live in a crappy border town they probably hate their lives and they probably have a really you know somewhat of a power trip but they just need a bunch of those people to get them through like there's no reason to have everyone just stuck in there no and are they like trying to argue that is she like was that lawyer basically arguing like the just trying to extend the definition of safe and sanitary so that they didn't have to give toothbrushes and soap and blankets yes yes so she thinks that she was literally arguing that you don't have to give children toothbrushes soap and change of clothes and stuff like that i mean i would be i would even i mean i would say that it's more important that you give children soap than it maybe even you know i think a, a, an adult maybe could go three days maybe not some of those men but <laughs> right so they, wash they do actually have they they claim that or the regulations, I guess, state that 48 hours are over for children. They have to have soap and toothbrushes and stuff. And then for adults, it's like 72 hours. Yeah. You got to wash a kid. All they are is germs. Filth. Yeah, they're filth and germs. Uh, yeah. And like, and look, I mean, it makes me, that just sounds awful. Little, little kids laying there, not, not even Moving. responsive, yeah. just covered in snot. I can't, I oh. mean, just hideous. What are, what's going around in your in your um, 
industry about like solution wise? Is there things being talked about like as far as the problem as a whole? What I think needs to happen is that they, the government needs to, I, I do think it was good that they did this $4.6 billion bill um, that somehow Senate, the Senate and the House came together uh, and gave the money because the money, I, I know that the House Democrats weren't exactly pleased with it, but the money needs to get out there to help these people right now. They, so the House Democrats are upset because, or the four that voted against it, because they think he's going to, what, go use the money to build a wall? Yeah, they think that they think that he needed like really specific line by line what they call guardrails so that he can't misappropriate the funds. But, I, I, you know, it's such a PR nightmare that there's no way they wouldn't fix that problem. <laughs> you know, I mean, they got to fix that the problem of the conditions. first. Yeah, well, good. I'm know? glad you said that then, because so that officially does check for Nance Pelosi because <laughs> Nance Pelosi is getting yeah. getting right, you know, getting right. the bad end of it. Um, but so a lawyer said it, you guys, that that they needed to give the money. So yeah. anybody who's up on AOC's nuts and fucking <laughs> Ilhan Omar, who didn't agree to come on the fucking podcast when Julie, when we ran into her at the airport, she's done. We hate her now. She is done. How dare I called Jason. She told me to call Jason and I did. And he ignored me. But I like um, Rashida Tlaib. Mm. Rashida Tlaib has become my favorite even over um, AOC. Ocasio. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because she's, she really gives the business. But yeah, I think they're, um, you know, I think they were wrong. And Greg said they were. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Our I mean, lawyer, I, I think our lawyer said yeah. they were. <laughs> yeah, our attorney. For, for a long term, folks, I would say that Congress needs to work together to figure out different types of programs or initi- initiatives that will counteract the human rights violations and abuses that, that people are running from in their home countries. So in Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, um, and Nicaragua now, the government needs to spend a lot more money figuring out what to do in that country um, to make sure that these governments are not persecuting their their citizens. So it's, it's where is it? It's Guatemala, Nicaragua. It's mostly Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras. Lately, I have seen a lot of Nicaraguan political opinion asylum cases hmm. so that's all central america right that's all where the good coke is just so everybody knows <laughs> it's probably the problem um okay but, yeah yeah and um and, and obviously what i said earlier you know they need to send more cbp officers to the points of entry to actually go through and turn those people through process them uh, and then also congress needs to work with the u.n uh, and other um, refugee agencies to figure out how to like expand the protections that would be in countries like Costa Rica, Belize, or Panama, so that the Central American migrants can go there instead of having to go to the United States. Yeah, plus they would probably like that better just because they speak Spanish and it's more their culture. I mean, God, I'd go live in Costa Rica. There's enough right. expats from here down there anyway. And then what about... Um, the one so for example like the immigration issue here do you feel like we need to take the people that are here and make them citizens and or what do you feel do you do you have any thoughts on that like no i'm not talking really really talking about the ones that have just come but you know the ones that are have already been here for i mean there's like what like 11 million already here so something 
needs to be done with those people. Um, either some sort of path to permanent residency, which ultimately would be a path to citizenship. You know, I don't think that there should be open borders. I mean, we got to figure out something. I really think that this is like shouldn't be so much of a political issue. And it would just be more of a humanitarian issue. Um, and and hopefully, in my opinion, the total, the, the whole INA, the Immigration Nationality Act, needs to just be totally rewritten. And they need to come together and figure out how to figure, you know, how to change the system. Like one of the episodes, previously y'all were talking about how a lot of these candidates don't really have a plan. I mean, I know Beto had a plan. And he released his plan, so at least, you know, that was something to go off of. But I I really think that it, the whole thing needs to be just rewritten. And redone. Yeah, we want we want Beto to go with Elizabeth Warren since he has the strong plan. Yeah. And whoever yeah. with a plan. I mean, and, and it needs to be, we feel, obviously, I mean, it needs to be one of the main issues coming up in the next four years if Democrats can keep the House and then have the president's like you like i feel like the vice president just needs to just be just dealing with that yeah like do do something by the way do something because what do they even do honestly at this point i'm like what does the vice president do nothing mike pence just goes around tries to make you not have abortions and not be gay i mean the only one who ever did anything was old what's his face and he just made joe biden no um (laughs) who the guy no the guy that did all the bad stuff you know um oh dick cheney yeah dick cheney (laughs) he's the only one that ever did any shit He's like, oh, wow, I can run shit. I didn't realize that. Right. Let me do it. Right. All right, Greg. Well, that's really depressing. I don't know. Um, do you just drink a lot or how do you deal with this? I mean, it is depressing. I mean, you just have to, you know, re- realize that you can't fix the whole issue and just take a case by case approach and, and, you know, fight as much as you can for your client. And hopefully um, it works out. I mean, I will say, again, that what you see in the media and everything is focusing on just a few of the temporary shelters, maybe like three to five of them, although that's three to five too many. You know, there are reports. To me, the best, um, or in my opinion, the best reporting has been um, t- the Texas Tribune. It's texastribune.org. They're a nonprofit, uh, nonpartisan news organization, and they have an in-depth reporting series called Broken Border. And it'll tell you, like, good reports and bad reports. I mean, there are some uh, immigrants who they have interviewed that, that say that, you know, they were treated well and they got food whenever they wanted. They got sacks and they got a change of clothes and everything else. Um, especially, it seems like the ones in the temporary ones, like the tent-looking ones. Yeah. Those seem to be better right now. Of course, now, the ones in Texas are, can be shitty. <laughs> no, Texans are but okay so texastribune.org tri- I'm interested just to see anything nonpartisan yeah. quite frankly yeah. and I mean the, the issue theory. is there with Obama and it's always been there and it certainly it's gotten worse because of the zero po- you know tolerance and because everything's gotten worse but um you know we definitely you know want to know the truth regardless we don't just want it to be all Trump's fault if it isn't okay um so Greg do you want anyone to troll you or follow you Sure. Okay. Give your give your <laughs> give your info. He's hot, you guys. Um. So Facebook is Greg Garino Jr. G U A R I N O, and Instagram is Gregory N O J R. Gregory N O J R. Yeah. So like Gregory No Jr. 
Okay, sweet. Um, we love you, Greg. Thank you so much for taking time out of your actual real job. Sure. I'm glad I could help. I hope I didn't confuse y'all more. No, no. Thanks, no. So, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, we'll be calling you next month when this goes, shit goes down again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, things to look out for would be... Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Your Honor, wait, things wait, to look out it? for. Hold on a second. Yeah. Hold on. I object. Wait. Wait a minute. Oh, hold on a second. Wait a minute. I don't remember. Just, just give me a second. Give me a second. Your Honor, give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Yeah. Okay. Oh, litigation. Okay. Hold on. Let me write it down. Litigation. Okay. Okay. Let me just hold on a second. Let me just take a recess for a second. I just need a minute. <laughs> this is great okay. lawyers are people too that's why this podcast doing this podcast sucks greg honestly i know like i would be like editing and editing and editing and editing my whole life um people are like why do you write we can tell you're reading the intro and it's like because we wouldn't remember it what are we fucking right. gonna memorize the shit no things to look out for would be um litigation about the migrant protection protocols which was um the arriving asylum seekers having to wait in Mexico. That's different than um, the list that I was talking about. Uh, and then also litigation regarding the conditions of the children. Um, I, my friends have been taking affidavits from all of the kids that have been exposed to those conditions. And so that could possibly be lead to a class action or Oh, okay. Along those lines. So just look out for like what what's coming up, like like that court case or that thing we just played that hearing. Yeah, kind of. Right. Yep. There's okay. something else I can't fucking remember. But... <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we love you. Okay, Greg, go back to work. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> all right, love you all. Appreciate love you. Too. It. Bye. Bye. Now it's time for so there's that. This is the part of the show where Julie has to find one good thing happening because of or in spite of the current administration. She hates doing it, and it's especially annoying when we just got back from doing a live podcast in Wisconsin, and she sh technically shouldn't even have to do a fucking so there's that this week. But the Wisconsin show, the Wisconsin show wasn't <laughs> usable, so here we are. All right, Meow Meow, what is your so there's that for this week? Uh, let's make it short and sweet, let's, shall we? Because these people, there's approximately you know six people still listening <laughs> um well as if you don't know uh the lesbian women's soccer team um won the world headquarters won the world cup they should just be called the women's lesbo team that's what i'm saying yeah yeah now i don't follow it but of course it was big news so we saw it and you watched some of the game i watched I pretty much watched, I watched the whole second half, as well, yeah. which is when all the shit went down. Okay. So. As in, goals were scored. <laughs> <laughs> and as we know, uh, Megan Rapinoe, she's the les with the purple hair. She took a knee. She was making big statements. She was making sure everyone knew that she's the next Kirkpatronak. Did she take a knee for Black Lives Matter? She took a knee for, I don't know why she took the knee. Well, if she didn't take the knee for Black Lives Matter, she can go suck a dick. And I know she right. won't because she's a les. She can go suck a pussy. But. <laughs> Um, I hope it was for Black Lives Matter. 
I think she was also it was um, their their big thing was also the gender pay gap. So that was their big issue is that the women's soccer gets paid a million times less than the men's. And they were making a big deal about that. And it was very politicized and um, just making lots of waves. And um, Megan Rapinoe was now the one thing I saw was her douching out at the end of the game as she scored a goal and then put her hands out like she was fucking Jesus. Yeah, and I cannot. So with that said, it's however, always cuter to be humble. It is way cuter and to be humble. She didn't really. She score her points got scored from doing like getting like a pe- like a penalty. She, or something yeah, she like took that. a penalty kick and got that in. Yeah. Um, the real and, star was the other one who got the one right. real one. Yeah. Game and, goal in yeah, game. Right. In the game. And that's yeah. definitely the harder one. Yeah. To get. So I um, don't even have to have played soccer like meow meow to know that. Yeah. Because when you're that close to the goal and if you miss, you are terrible. <laughs> yeah. Now um, or the goalie's terrible. So, OK, so they're doing that. And I just needed to say that. I just needed to get that off my chest. I thought she's being a real douche and I didn't like it. However, um, the women's team has a point. They do deserve to get paid more depending on how many people go to the games, of course. And she was doing a lot of, I think, rhetoric about Trump in general and politics, you know, so that and that was cool because right now she's that's the only, you know, sport going on. So people are paying attention. Right. And the women's team in general, I think that they were being real political and and that's great. And they should. And they they have a big um, platform and they should use it. So awesome. Well, then they win the whole thing. And it's the fourth time they've won. The team is like unstoppable. Everybody's excited. Who watches soccer? And it was a lot better for me when Brandy Chastain ripped her shirt off because I was on Brandy. (laughs) I was on a Brandy high for For years. Yeah. So um, nobody ripped their shirts off, though, right? No. Mm. Well, so so we're minding our business just like, oh, they won. That's nice and great and hope they get paid more. And then Sasha Flick and Angie Knox, I guess. Right. Sasha Flick via Angie Knox okay. on the Patreon podcast right. sent this link and we died and I just we, we're going to play it. OK, no. Oh, let me set this up. <laughs> this guy from Fox News is covering the game. He's at a bar in France where um, Americans and French people are all watching the game and are all excited about the win and whatever. And he's so he's brought, he's like, yeah, the energy here and blah, blah, blah. And there's all these people behind him. So like America fans, right? America fans. So um, this clip is taken from sort of like that moment. And they can see it's from Fox News because you can tell on the microphone, on the camera, you know, they know it's Fox News. Right. Okay. Hey, hey, we won the Women's World Cup final just wrapping in France, USA to the Netherlands. Nil. Greg Palcott is live in Lyon. Hey, Guess what? History has just been made, Arthel. We are here in a sports bar in Lyon, France. Here, listen to it. Listen to that. Oh, they're saying fuck bar. Trump. We were going to be outside. We were going to be looking at a... Literally yelling that. And why is that not... Why is that allowed on Fox Stop right away? game was canceled by the officials because they were worried about security measures. So the American fans here, they came in from their, that location. He's horrified. He's beat red. <laughs> and it's been a great, crazy time here watching history being made. That women's soccer team, listen to it all, that women's national soccer team winning for the fourth time. That is a record for them. A second consecutive time in a row. 
So did you have any doubts they were going to lose or no? None. None whatsoever. Now we need to win in 2020. Democrats! Yes! USA Democrats! Get that racist out of the White House! <laughs> they are very happy. It's a political thing too, as you can see, but they are very happy about this team winning. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Yay. Thank you guys for listening. The same 14 people probably make it to the end every time <laughs> and have to hear this spiel. Mm. But here it goes anyway. If you haven't signed up for our Patreon podcast yet, go over there and check out the free episodes and see if you like it. The best part about the Patreon podcast is that we don't talk about the Patreon <laughs> podcast. And we added an extra hour bonus podcast for all the big spenders that want to spend $2 instead of one. For the low, low price of $2, you get two different hour-long podcasts per week where we don't talk about politics. It's meta, it's FOMO, it's illy, it's lols, it's MDMA, it's LMFAO, <laughs> it's IDGAF, it's all the abbreviations, girl. It really, really is. Um, and if you don't want to join the goddamn Patreon, then do us a solid and go over and leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever the fuck you're listening to this. We need those fake numbers. And as always, <laughs> it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And immigration -y. How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you around and maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man 
With blonde hair and a tan And he's good for relieving my tension I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania A sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 